0: Hi neighbors, in Monday night's virtual town board meeting, we approved the removal of excessive stop signs from Weldon Away, discussed the potential reopening of Superior pools for the summer, discussed potential events for 2020, including the 4th of July, the main event, the Wolfpack Ninja event, Philly Fest, and the Superior Shindig, approved a contract with Goodland Construction for construction of pickleball courts, indefinitely extended our local disaster emergency, and held an executive session to discuss negotiation strategy regarding economic development at 1500 Colton Road, Resolute Property, the Town 15, Downtown Superior, and the Superior Marketplace. Ready to find out more on what happened? As usual, you may keep watching this video, or click through to read this post in written form on my blog. During Board Reports, Mayor Pro Tem Mark Glacis brought up the recent discovery around the Rock Creek HOA fence color, which he mentioned at First Friday. Namely, that the color in the HOA covenants, Cabot Dune Grey, is actually not the same yellow color that has been mixed and painted throughout Rock Creek. The HOA is now considering three options. One, keep the status quo, even though it's not Cabot Dune Grey. Two, revert to the actual Cabot Dune Grey, which is not the current color that's painted all over Rock Creek. Three, take a request to the residents to amend the covenants and remove Cabot Dune Grey from being named, so that the HOA has more flexibility in picking a different color without needing a majority of households to respond. If you're interested in weighing in, the Rock Creek HOA will be meeting on Thursday night from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. via Google Meet to Discuss. You can click through to my blog for a link where you can RSVP to receive a link to the meeting. Mayor Clint Folsom reminded everyone that the annual State of Superior will be posted on a video next Wednesday, May 20th. The current plan is to post this video to both the town website and on Facebook. Finally, Town Manager Matt Magley reminded everyone that 88th Street will be closed from Shamrock Drive north to the bridge over 36, starting Monday, May 18th and running through August for the 88th Street improvement work we approved at the last board meeting. During the opening public comments, one resident spoke up in support of opening the pools, Item 4, and another in support of building pickleball courts, Item 6. Next, our Board unanimously passed the consent agenda, including meeting minutes, a proclamation for Memorial Day, a liquor license transfer for Rock Creek Bar and Grill in the space formerly known as Bernalashies, an agreement with PROS Consulting for the Parks, Recreation, Open Space and Trails, or PROST, Master Plan, and an agreement with OTAC for design services on the US-36 bikeway extension. Item 3G, a resolution amending the meeting time policy, was pulled for discussion. We covered this extensively at our last board retreat, and I was staunchly against revising our meeting time policy. Instead, I'd like to see us focus on how we can make our current agenda more efficient. This week, I thought about Parkinson's law, that work expands to fill the time you allot to it, which also implies that if you don't put a time limit on a meeting or an agenda, it will go on for a needlessly long time. With that in mind, I suggested that we consider sticking with the times in our planned agenda. If a discussion is threatening to go over time, we should either wrap it up or defer the topic to the end of the meeting and keep moving forward. Right now, our agenda items bleed one into the next, and it's not uncommon for us to get hours behind because of lots of little overruns. While I agree with the town managers to plan to put most of the easier items at the beginning of the agenda so we can get them done quickly, I think sometimes we tend to spend too much time on those. Not realizing we'll need that time later for the more difficult items. If we can make a point of trying to keep the discussion to a set time limit, with the option to come back to it later, I think that might strike a good balance between forcing us to be ruthlessly efficient, ruthlessly efficient, while also allowing us to take extra time for the items that truly warrant it. When it came time to, to decide whether we should revise our current meeting time policy to require a two-thirds majority, Rather than a unanimous vote to extend a meeting past 11 p.m., the proposed change failed, with myself, Trustee Neil Shaw, Trustee Sandy Hammerly, and Trustee Kevin Ryan as the dissenting votes. Item 3H, the approval to remove excessive stop signs from Waldona, was also polled for discussion. In 1999, the Town Board added stop signs on Waldona Way at two intersections to try to slow through traffic. In 2017, a different board added speed humps with the same goal. In October 2018, the last board closed Waldonaway at 88th Street, dramatically changing the traffic patterns in this area. Now, town staff conducted analysis to determine whether these stop signs are still appropriate, since they are much easier to remove than the speed humps. And they determined that if we were making the decision today, while Dona Way would not meet the criteria for all Way stop signs established in the Manual of Uniform Traffic Control Devices. With that in mind, I voted to approve the removal of the stop signs, and this passed 4 to 3, with Mayor Pro Tem Mark Lasis, Trustee Neil Shaw, and Trustee Ken Lish as the dissenting votes. Next, item four, discussion of the superior pool season. If it weren't for COVID-19, May 22nd would have been our opening date for the North and South pools. However, this year, clearly, everything is different. Although we know we will not be opening the pools on May 22nd, we want to plan ahead and be prepared to consider opening the pools later in the summer as COVID-19 evolves and perhaps becomes less threatening. Town staff prepared a presentation with some potential options for the Board to consider. And I kicked off the discussion with my thoughts on ways we might be able to safely reopen the pools. I thought we should severely limit capacity at both pools. Town staff noted that guidelines are still being determined, but we're thinking we'd likely limit around 25% of normal capacity, or about 50 people at each pool at a time. Use an online reservation system to allow people to book one 90-minute window per day. In between each 90 minute window, the pool facility should be cleared of all residents and staff should sterilize the facility, following CDPHE Boulder Public Health guidelines for best practices. Online reservations should only comprise 80% of capacity. The other 20% should be reserved for walk-ins who could queue up outside the facility on designated sidewalk squares that are far enough apart. If someone is late for an online reservation, maybe a 10 minute window, that spot would be given to a walk-in And the original reservation would be marked as a no-show and would have to become a walk-in if they later arrived at the pool. For no-shows that do not proactively cancel their reservation, all future reservations would be canceled and they would be barred from making future reservations. Remember, you could avoid this by proactively canceling your reservation if something comes up. Remove all pool furniture like chairs and tables from the pools and require people to bring their own if they choose rather than trying to have town staff clean those. And finally, don't prioritize pub- private groups since I believe the pools will be more heavily used by residents this summer than in years past with camp cancellations, etc. Although I gave a lot of feedback on how we might be able to limit the risk if we open the pools, I should point out that I think the safest option would be to keep them closed. As a lap swimmer myself, this is really disappointing. I haven't been able to swim in several months either but I'm concerned about the risk of convening people in one place. Although vitamin D is incredibly important and I'm making it a point to get outside for a run or walk every day, usually before 7 a.m. so I can avoid other people. It should be noted that sunlight does not kill COVID-19. And I'm particularly concerned about people gathering on the pool decks and even worse using the indoor facilities. While it's of course disappointing to have another activity fall victim to COVID-19, keeping superior residents safe paramount. Town staff took all the feedback to develop a potential plan. However, since then, Boulder County Public Health has drafted guidelines that may discourage pools in the county from opening at all. They expect to finalize and publish the guidelines at the end of this week, and at that point, we'll know more about the near-term future of our pools. Next, item five, a discussion of the Superior Special Event Season Update. Town staff put together recommendations for how we could change our special events this year. For the 4th of July, the proposal was to cancel our pancake breakfast and parade, which all board members agreed to, and move to virtual events for the rest. In addition to the virtual options, I suggested that for the downtown hill mile, perhaps we could close a lane of Rock Creek Parkway all day and put clocks at the start and finish, allowing people to run the mile on their own and time themselves for fun. I think as long as this were done all day long and participants were reminded to continue to distance, so for example, don't start if there's another family starting at the same time, it would be a potential way to move it forward. We also discussed potentially coordinating with Louisville on a firework display, but the board was split on whether that's a good idea. Personally, I would encourage us to cancel the fireworks. I love fireworks, but they're extremely expensive for only a few short minutes of enjoyment. Right now, I think we ought to be saving our taxpayer funds rather than spending them on something like fireworks. Particularly since it would encourage people to congregate to see them. The next event we discussed was the main event. The proposal from town staff was to delay this August event to coincide with the grand opening of our community center at 1500 Colton Road. The board members who spoke up agreed with this recommendation. Next, the Wolfpack Ninja event. As much as I was looking forward to this, I do not think an obstacle course event is prudent at this time. It's simply too risky with all the services that people would be all over. The board members who spoke up agreed that we should postpone the September obstacle course event to 2021. Finally, Chili Fest and the Superior Shindig. Many many members of the board discussed taking a wait-and-see approach to these September events. However, one other trustee and I encouraged our town staff to proactively cancel them, rather than spending time and taxpayer dollars planning events that are very unlikely to happen. Town staff took all that feedback and will work on a plan to move forward. Next, item six, a contract with Goodland Construction for construction of pickleball courts. Our board considered a $314,000 contract with Goodland Construction to build six pickleball courts. Our 2020 budget had $400,000 earmarked for this purpose. The Parks, Recreation, Open Space and Trails Advisory Committee, or PROSTAC, recommended Autry Park as their first choice for this, given the adjacent facilities, restroom and parking. Their second choice was Founders Park. One trustee expressed concerns with spending this money rather than saving it. I shared these concerns. I think we should be tightening our belts right now and saving our money for the rainy day that COVID 19 has unfortunately brought here. However, in comparing this to other leisure activity expenses, like the 4th of July fireworks, I think that pickleball courts are a much more prudent use of our funds because they'll provide a permanent outdoor facility to residents, which may even be used while socially distancing this year and next. The contract passed 6 to 1 with Trustee Ken Lish as the dissenting vote. Item 7 resolution declaring a local disaster emergency. On March 20th, the board ratified the emergency declaration made by Mayor Clint Folsom and extended it for 60 days. At Monday night's meeting, we considered extending this declaration until rescinded by the board. This passed unanimously. Finally, our board went into executive session to discuss negotiation strategy regarding economic development at 1500 Colton Road, Resolute Property, the Town 15, Downtown Superior, and the Superior Marketplace. Thank you so much for taking the time to read or listen to this recap. I really hope it's helpful. Our board is always open to hearing your comments, questions, and concerns. You may always email your feedback to townboard at superiorcolorado.gov, or to me specifically, at lauras.superiorcolorado.gov. As a reminder, any messages sent to a government email are part of the public record and will have your name attached. If you feel the need to write in anonymously, you may always comment at the bottom of my blog post recaps. Thanks again for watching and please stay healthy, stay safe and stay home. Have a great week.